a beautiful morning to you it's another saturday morning i trust you're doing well sort of voices here with you for the next hour on kt 103.9 fm and thank you for joining us happy new month first of april but be careful though everybody you know is the only transfer they say what's in now is transfer of aggression so be careful people are going through a lot it, be careful not to play a prank that's too costly on someone instagram lately one of those hider on it now with her mom and of course she knows what she's doing so she just moves the camera to her and the drink is on her face long her drink all over herself oh. and fell down from the bar chair that wasn't so funny yeah you get. people are going through a lot people so are going careful. through a lot and um of course we're here to talk about wife battery you know this is a serious issue i got data from data fight shows that one in five women believe that it's normal for their husband to beat them people say um if if he does that is a sign of jealousy a sign of love I don't know how healthy that is of course that's why we have a very interesting guest this morning in the studio and by the way my name is Zoe Machunga and I am Nanjin Andan so we have um, two interesting guests to throw some more light on this issue so the main gist of course of the story Nanji what's the main gist of this particular well issue we're looking into today it's a very interesting story the whole conversation started because of a phone let's listen to this um, thought voice note somebody shared my husband literally beat me up and even went to the extent of using a knife to cut my arm just because I put a password on my phone. I notice it has been an attitude for this man to go through my phone all the time. That's why I locked it with a password. And ever since then, it has been from one problem to the other. And for me, I believe my phone is my privacy. So at least he should have asked for my permission before going through my phone. Another thing that disturbs me is that he doesn't even allow my male friends to come close to me. I have had these male friends long, even before I met him, but he doesn't want to understand that. And then the final of it all, last night he asked to use my phone's touch. I switched it on and gave it to him. He now asked me to unlock the phone. Just then, I knew he wanted to go through my phone, so I refused. He suddenly got wild and angry, and he started beating me up mercilessly. As I'm talking to you right now, my whole body is bruised, and I am in pain. Please, I need some advice before I do something crazy and unforgettable to this man. A lot is really going through my head. And my thought is becoming crazy and wilder by the day. Please help me. I need your advice. That is still being done concerning uh, the use of cell phones in relationships. And then you really wonder where the line uh, of privacy stops 
you know, where do you draw the line, especially in, in a marriage? It's so For dicey, me, it's so complicated. I'm certain that my phone is something I connect with and then I should have my privacy. There are things I could keep in my phone. I'm of the view that <laughs> <laughs> you should have access to your partner as much as possible. I mean, why did you choose that person if you're going to be keeping anything at all away from the person? You well, be, if you have nothing to hide, there she, should be nothing to she hide. She just mentioned he's, he's not comfortable with her male friends. I think that's the reason she's been covering up. Um, mm, well, I just cannot lot. wait for this conversation <laughs> to start because the ingredients that made up marriages in the past are no longer the same. The recipe now includes passwords. It now includes mobile phones. And, um, well, the, the main gist here is, of course, because of that phone now, she got, um, I don't know, I guess her human rights was trampled upon. So we have in the studio this morning, Barista Kachalom Ruth Tachio. Okay, and she's an assistant chief legal officer, uh, Human Rights Commission, Joss. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. We have also Mr. Emmanuel Niabam. He's a co-founder, Klapai Orphanage Homes, and he's also a counselor, a relationship counselor. So we get to hear more concerning this modern relationship. Good thing mm-hmm. we're, we're living in the times, <laughs> and you are considered a young man for your age, too, so you can tell us. Good morning, you know. good citizens of Plateau State. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, good morning Zoe. Good morning. And my able barrister, thank you for what you do on the Plateau on a regular basis. Honestly. Thank God you bless very you. Much much thank you what we do here on soto voices is uh, we talk about issues that affect women and how to go about these issues so if you are violated if you are abused if you are going through the similar situation do well to reach out we are going to give a number at the end of the program where you can reach us uh, we have the human rights commission on our team we have FIDA. we have different ngos with us who are helping us to uh, support women and girls so do well to reach out if you have the same issue yes uh, you can join this conversation by calling us in the studio 081039047374 or you can send us a message via 08061665120 join us on our social media handles silent voices ng on facebook and twitter we are currently live so you can stream us live anywhere you are you can also drop your your comment the question is what is the deal breaker for you in marriage or relationship when it comes to phones technology to let's hear your thoughts okay so um we could start with barista let's look at it from the legal angle mm. okay yes okay. has anybody's rights been violated i think i've often heard that under the law yes. that the husband and the wife are considered one and the same mm-hmm. so has the same gone through the same phone and there is an <laughs> issue about that <laughs> Yes, thank you very much. This issue is one that the National Human Rights Commission has actually been handling. Oh, Yes, generally speaking now, cases of sexual and gender-based violence, yes, the National Human Rights Commission has been handling so many cases that border on these subjects. And um, someone amongst the two of you, mentioned earlier mm. you said one in five women mm. suffer um battery, battery. or some abuse yes, yes. i think it's normal and they think it's normal mm. you see when we see women come to the commission we encourage them to come and report their matter but many of them are not willing because they see it as 
a form of love from their spouses. They see, yes, they see it. And then some of them, they suffer a kind of violence and they don't want to come and report it because they feel like they are financially incapacitated. So if they do that, they will suffer from their husbands. That being said, I have seen so many marriages that have enjoyed a happy home and they have stayed off each other's phones. Because I think it's what works for you as a couple, you know. Personally, my own opinion is that there should be no secrecy in marriage, mm -hmm. you know. But some people have had that agreement or that arrangement amongst themselves and it works for them. You know, they know how to manage themselves. But for some other couples, it's not okay. It's considered a breach of trust for you to go through your partner's phone. You understand? And it's a violation of your partner's privacy. Hmm. Yes, for you to go through it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you go through your partner's phone, what is the cost? There must have been a cost. No trust. Exactly. There, there must have been some lack of trust for you to say, okay, I need to start going through my, uh, my partner's phone. You understand? In this case now, in this scenario that you have painted for us, it's a true life story. Why did the husband start going through his wife's phone? It's possible there was a breach of trust. And then he felt like he needed to do that to be able to allay his fears. You know, now he did not think of the repercussions. There are so many repercussions to doing that because if you do that and then it leads to the wife's death, you'll be charged to court. In fact, if you do that and there's some assault and battery on the wife, you will be charged to court for that. We have laws that govern that. The 1999 Constitution, we also have the Violence Against Persons Prohibition Act of 2015. We have laws that deal specifically with battery, spousal battery. Section 19 of the VAP law now is the one that deals specifically. It states that a person who batters his or her spouse, mm. now it does not speak of, it says his or her, so it could go both ways. Yes. yes. Commits an offense and is liable on conviction to a term of imprisonment not exceeding three years or to a fine not exceeding 200,000 naira or even both. So you see it's at the discretion of the judge now. Mm. The judge could give him or her 300,000 naira, sorry, three years or 200,000 naira or both. And sometimes the judge will see, okay, are you a first time offender? Are you used to beating your wife? Hmm. Uh -huh. If it's someone that is used to beating his wife, hmm, then that day, whatever it is that happens, <laughs> you know, the judgment will be different. Yes. And then there are some spouses who, okay, we know it was just maybe they overreacted and it led to the battery. Mm. Yes, it's at the discretion. It's at the discretion of the judge to also give him a sentence. Okay, no, but what yes. does the law say specifically concerning one's rights to one's phone? Does it address that specifically? Like, um, would it be privacy. some type of violation if your spouse or your partner goes through your phone? Well, specifically, in Nigerian <laughs> law, we don't have a specific um, law that covers that, mm. you know, but we, we can just use these laws that I have told you now. Okay, so you whatever happens, it shouldn't lead to any type of human rights violations at yes. the end of the day. Mm. Yes, okay. because he now has committed an offense. He has battered his wife. Mm. You see, so he's liable upon conviction based on section 19 of the act. Now, even his own act again of snooping around and going through mm -hmm. is also an offense again that is punishable oh yes it's called stalking 
You can either in person or through technology. There's technologies talking, social media, through the phone, mm-hmm. and all of that. He may want to be doing it to allay his fears, but in the end result, the end result could lead to an offense. Very true. Okay. Yes. We have temperaments. We have different um, personalities. Yeah. Not that I want to hide anything from my partner, but I believe we are different human beings. Even in, within a family, you see a younger one or sister that keeps her things well and she doesn't want anyone to mess with it. How do we create a balance? As a wife, when is the time uh, to allow your husband go through your things? When is the time to break that thing privacy in a marriage? Let me start by saying this. Marriage is a mission field. And when you're getting into a mission, you are in that mission to ensure that your spouse makes uh, one one religion calls it Aljana another says heaven now for us to build each other to that point the bible says that the two become one and they get a good return for their efforts so what is that effort Your phone is an effort. Somebody worked to get that phone, right? I do personally believe that people should have privacy. Even in marriage, there should be some form of privacy. Personally, my private time, I like to go and swim. I want to do it alone. I want to enjoy myself. So I do that. It gives me back my sanity. I'll tell you a story about phone. I got worried about my spouse, my wife, my Nubian queen. <laughs> and at that point, technology, I've, I've always tried to get ahead with technology. And I was able to um, clone her phone. One more. I gave myself a heart attack. <laughs> because... They say if you go looking for something, you, you will find it. it. Men were soliciting her. And of course, we're humans. We, some Everybody likes to be praised. But I noted that she wasn't pushing the agenda. Uh, it's a jealous husband. I took offense. Now, the funny thing is, at that point, I could not allow her to open my phone. Because at that point, I was struggling with something (laughs) called phone sex. So I was was chatting certain ladies and having phone sex. And then, boom, she decides to do the same thing. Not clone, but pick my phone and seize a few messages. One of those sex chats had become a blackmail. Mm-hmm. And I'd been paying quietly with my insurance. Mm-mm-mm. And she found out while I was taking my shower, the person kept on pinging because I blocked the person on WhatsApp. The person used Facebook. So my wife saw it, just sent it, forwarded it to her own phone, and then deleted the message of her own forwarding and just sat down and waited. She didn't say anything until we got to a bank. And she said, who is this person? I froze trying to walk into that bank. <laughs> you know, long and short of that story is my heart 
raced so fast it hit 200 over 130 <laughs> and while I was just doing a transfer I dropped the thing to try and pick my phone I can't remember anything again I went down hmm. and I suffered a stroke hmm. that taught me one major lesson you have a right to your privacy but you see your spouse is your accountability partner if you want to save yourself from trouble let her have it she was the one who got me out of that blackmail because she confronted the person said oh you think he doesn't i don't know i know and he's no more pain you can share what you have ah no 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 no, no. the story changed the story changed so i think we need to tell ourselves some truths your your partner should have some access to your phone but it's with permission 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 is the right word my wife at times just leave her phone for me because she trusts herself and trusts me not to even bother to go snooping and like zoe said earlier on if you go looking for something you will find it so i don't now the long and short of that drama is she became more open about her challenges and would tell me this is my challenge somebody is toasting me i am beginning to like him and every time she does that she finds that she's able to walk away from those pressures now about this case this lady has male friends I'm the one who has female friends because I'm the happy-go-lucky one. I'm everywhere. <laughs> so everybody knows me. But not everybody is my friend. So I tell people that there are four levels of friendship. Boy meets girl. Hi, my name is Emmanuel. What's yours? Land <laughs> right? Yeah. Pleasure meeting you. <laughs> so we're acquaintances. We can't call ourselves friends. And I tell people to identify who is an acquaintance is how you hug them. If you're giving those side hugs and all those things, that person will not be your friend though. So then you get friends. Now the last two stages, I don't need to go into them now. But then you become friends because you've now understood each other. Now, the Bible says we are one. I'm going back to finish your question. If we are one, I should have access to your phone you should have access to my phone but like i said because we are one it's with permission my children use my wife's phone my own phone is our primary office for our work and ministry so we're afraid to let people touch it i don't even allow people to oh i want i need to make a phone call i would rather send you credit that you use my phone because I know what hackers are doing today. So privacy is very key. Now, we are in a generation that does not care about patience and peace. So how do we rebuild broken lines? I've told you my story. We're in the face of the world today, whether we like it or not. We are now telling that story that yes, you can fail, but you can rebuild. And that rebuilding means that you agree that oh yes we've broken trust but let's try and build this trust back now let me assure the men out there once you've broken that trust with that woman you go hard to get them back so you would always be on a knife's edge but
and use it and rebuild your home. I hope I have been able to touch the key point on that matter. You have done well. well. (laughs) Anyways, me, I'm still wondering how, um, I think for some people, it's not that um, you use your phone. Maybe it's the psychological attachment that comes to that with that device that is the problem so of course it speaks of an underlying problem definitely which i think in this situation the man wasn't really looking at the underlying problem why is she always on her phone are you not giving her attention is there some issue on ground you're not that that was not the main issue for Mm. him he was snooping he He was was looking for something now like Mm. i said personality issues Mm. there are a lot of um, some people people have have, i was in a relationship and the person was always around my phone trying to know who is talking Mm. to me trying to know what i'm doing with the person i'm talking to whether it's my brother my cousin no it's a man i uh, no, no 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 let, let, let me say something, something to you <laughs> sorry man no problem let me say something to you anybody that has those issues you, nine out of ten times they're doing exactly what they're suspecting their partner to be doing and so they want to find an excuse to say oh you are doing this because they are not sure that they are safe and cannot be caught mm. right. you want to say something yes i just wanted to add to what nanji said now you see for him to be behaving the way he's behaving it's a form of abuse to his wife he may be unaware of it but it's a form of emotional abuse yes, why you yes why you try to like, isolate you know, your victim this phone for you it's, an, it's, an, it's I, a form I'm of the abuse person who recharges this phone for you that's economic abuse now hmm. yes that's economic abuse because he feels that he can gain control over her by the resources that he provides so her it's a trojan gift good yes, a trojan, trojan gift simply put you see and that form of emotional abuse that the wife is going through now you see people don't see it because it doesn't have scars yeah Mm. yeah. it's just inside she suffers it internally you see he isolates the victim from her friends or her family you understand he prevents her from speaking to people he prevents her from communicating with people that ordinarily she's used to communicating with them and i think i heard her say something like they used to be her friends before she got married to him so it means that he knows that she's a tomboyish or she's a she's a friendly she's a happy-go-lucky kind of a woman so for her to have many male friends i have a sister who had more of male friends than female friends and we accepted her for the kind of person that she is i'm pretty much like that myself good yeah so for for a man to go ahead and marry such a woman you should know what you're getting into Mm -hmm. of course yes so he was already abusing her emotionally and even psychologically cutting her off from her cutting her off from her family and her friends or whoever it is that is in the case right now Mm. you see so now she has also suffered physical violence because they were not able to curb that Mm. you need to be able to know where to draw the line in a marriage i believe the two are one Mm -hmm. scripture says the two are one Mm -hmm. what god has joined together let no man put asunder so when a third party is coming into a marriage how do you draw the line what if the third party is is a phone (laughs) that is a third party yes yes if the third party is a phone nowhere to draw the line Hmm. yes nowhere okay let's sit down what works for us as a couple let's agree are we going to have access to each other's phones or not? Okay? If we're going to have access to each other's phone, then let us know. There's not, there's not going to be any breach of trust between two of us. There's not going to be any violation of privacy between the two of us, you know? And if they're able to do that, it will go a long way in helping them out. 
many women don't know when to seek help mm. until it reaches this point when they have been physically violated. Some of them don't even get out alive. Mm. Yes, mm. Mm. some of them don't get out alive. He used a knife on her, so... Goodness, so she would have died. She would have not been alive to tell the story today. Mm. So if she cannot be able to draw the line and say, no, this is toxic, Mm. this is unhealthy, I need to be able to tell myself when it's it has gone over and beyond. Mm. You understand? Knowing when to leave a marriage can save you. I am not an advocate of divorce. Mm. I am just saying that, okay, if it becomes toxic, find some separation. You understand? Exactly. Give yourself some time to be able to redefine your your set goals. So do you okay? think in this situation, they need to take a little bit of a break? They need to step back I well assess... Uh, I won't be so girls. quick to yes. I won't be so quick to say yes. Okay. You know why? Mm. I don't know if he's in the habit of beating her. Mm. I or don't. This is the first. If, or if this is the first. But now, don't you with that being said, again? I don't excuse domestic violence in any form. No matter what, there is no excuse. Even if you are a first-time offender or you are in the habit of doing it, mm. there is no excuse, excuse for, for domestic it. violence. All right, yes. Mr. Emmanuel Nyabam. Now, as a relationship counselor, how often has have issues come up that have to do with cell phones concerning maybe people that you cancel how, how often has it come up and then in what um, light ha- does it usually come up you know is it okay. positively or negatively you know the, this effects that cell phones seem to have on relationships because some would say it's positive influence being that um, is it, is an easy way to be intimate with each other uh, for your partner to put a call through to text you during the day you know it makes oh. people feel happier they feel more secure while other research also mm-hmm the dark side you know yeah and let's let's hear your thoughts we're waiting for your calls 081-0390-4737 or you can send us a message via 080 i'm sorry i i had to cut in i'm sorry about that no, let's no, hear no. your thoughts <laughs> good if we started a program called bedroom talk with iman ken mm. I'm following you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> we have received 72 messages. Okay. Some are even hiding when they're talking to us about the spousal abuse. Mm. But because we're coming from a spiritual side, mm. we've had to show them what they're dealing with. And where there's a need for counseling, we've requested third parties to come in and handle. Oh. I had, we have a friend who, unfortunately, that home ended up in a divorce, but she's remarried. Um, her spouse was beating her, and it was a regular thing. Um, this day, she decided it's enough, and she called us. She called her relatives. She wanted him to know that there are men in her house too. And before they arrived, the guy jumped out and ran. But I had come with my own teenage boys. I had planned, I will beat the living light out of him so that he knows that he should not touch a woman. He's supposed to be, yes, he's supposed to be her cover, right? And if you're, you're a person's cover, you are the one who, I mean, Will you beat yourself? Is the question I ask. If you won't beat yourself, then why are you beating your spouse? And he could not answer that simple question. Why he was beating her. He came with his relatives. They begged. 
and we thought it was going to settle down. It became emotional abuse. Everything the barrister has described is what happened in that home. In fact, he got a new television screen and the television screen inbuilt was a camera. So he's sitting there, Palo is recording. And he stopped staying in the home. Long and short, they broke up. He chased whoever he was chasing. Remember, I said that these things happen. Uh, the person is actually already, is what they're doing. They're suspecting you of. So long and short is, he got married before her and started toasting his wife again. So the person he was chasing, he got married to that person. I was going back to his wife. Is that not crazy? So, so dealing with this, so to bring the, the to, to, to cap up on what you've you've just asked, what the first advice we've given is you may need to take a break if there's serious, especially physical abuse. Yes. If it's emotional, then we must come into counseling. And when we're counseling, we first of all do individual counseling, then the couple together so that they can face each other without a fight and confront the issues and for us we deal with the issues and not the circumstance a lot of people keep dwelling on the circumstance and fail to deal with the issue and that is why their homes are not recovered for us it's a journey of recovery god recovered our home and we're trying to do everything under god to help others recover their homes all right indeed well technology can have all sorts of effects and <laughs> impacts and on a relationship both good and bad mm-hmm. I, I feel as though um the counseling concerning um this particular device can begin to go into part of the um issues they treat while you know giving you counseling before marriage or during or after marriage is it should be a a huge Mm -hmm. part of it now because i mean it is a huge part of our lives and it looks like it's not going anywhere anytime Mm -hmm. soon as well yes so well i remember one time i mean everything should should be in moderation of course because your partner does not have uh, the right to snoop into your phone doesn't mean that you know while you're you should disrespect uh, the person in the process of using the device as well i remember one time i um i was invited for a dinner outing to a friend's house and i didn't know that everybody had actually dropped their phones in a basket oh so we're all seated on the table and my phone was not even on silent we're all in the middle of this interesting gist and my Mm. phone goes off honestly the walk of shame to go drop that phone (laughs) the what i felt so embarrassed because all eyes were on me and they were like you didn't drop your phone everybody knows they should drop their phone in that basket so you can have rules like that Mm. you know once it is so and so time so drop it somewhere i have been i have been doing something here Mm. i needed to send phones to someone and the person called thank god my phone was on silent and i saw it i was like i usually don't respond Usually, if I go in for a meeting, this is what I do with my phone. I put it face down. So you don't see anything? I don't see. If I don't see, I cannot respond. And it's what I do with my spouse. Because I'm a tech person. I like tech. I follow the technology. I am trying to be ahead of the game. And... um, in the last eight years, I've been bullied off Facebook. I just, I've just resumed back on Facebook. I was literally bullied off by some e-rats. <laughs> I now know they are e-rats because <laughs> the last election has shown us who they are. But 
that process taught me that I, I realized I had an, a phone addiction. Mm. And to curb my phone addiction, I had to switch off the phone. The first two days were crazy. Almost. It was like, I, when you say you go into those feelings that druggies go through, mm. I went through No, research has actually shown that for some people, when mm-hmm. you cut them off from their phones, mm. they suffer something close to bereavement. Yes. You've seen people who lose their phones. They yes. literally, yes. you know, there's that attachment, attachment. There's that psychological attachment to your phone. Mm. It's oh. like an appendix. So God helped me. Yes. <laughs> he allowed my phone to be, stu- to, to be stolen. Uh, so I wouldn't look at it as God help me. <laughs> no, no, no. I have I have I... a timer on almost every app I use. If I've spent okay. an hour on it, 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 it reminds you. me. Oh, that's a good time one. To, that's a yes, good that's one. what I do. I have a timer on everything. Sometimes there's a time I actually check. My phone gives me that um, data, how much time I spend on each app. And I saw I was really spending too much time on social media. So I just cut down 30 minutes, one hour. Oh. It comes up. You've been, do you need a break? Beautiful. You've been on you've been on Instagram for 30 mm-hmm. minutes now and I just say okay fine and I respect it. So All I do is check my yes, for me I check my, my screen time. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my phone is my office. So I may be on the phone, but I'm actually typing letters. Mm, yes, but of course I, even if I you were walking in an office, there's a time when you stop. Yeah. Yes, yeah. there's a time when you stop. Right. I think people just that's, need to that's be more really intentional. A good one. We mm. have a comment on our social media. Like I said, we are live on Facebook. Do well to join us. Sorry, we missed some of your calls. Do well to call back 081039047. I'll take that again. 081039047. Let's talk about your relationship. We have a relationship expert here and we have a lawyer from the National Human Rights Commission. They are here to help you and tell you what to do when it's, uh, you know, when it's off the peak. So we have a comment on Facebook by Ayodele at Babiaka who says, Bonjour, beautiful voices on radio, Lady Nanji and Zoe with a great guest in the studio. I listened to that soundbite and I was heartbroken. Do well to reach out again. Let's take more of your comments. Let's hear your thoughts on this issue. Yes, we're actually looking at... Um whether it's healthy or unhealthy to go through your partner's phone because somebody has done that and in the process abused his wife's rights by using a knife on her. So, well, still for me, the long and short of it is um, it's not generally okay to do that. It's a violation of your partner's privacy. It's a breach of trust also. Not to mention that um, it's often unproductive at the end of the day. You might find nothing and you may feel like a jerk or you may find something that may not be anything serious and and blow it out of proportion. proportion. Yeah. True. So yeah. communication, you know, Very is key true. in everything that we do, no matter what. Well, if if your partner is truly your friend, I don't see why phones will be the she reason. Should it be private? Should your cell phones be <laughs> yes. private in a relationship? Yes. And is when it a deal breaker for you? You, yes. Mm-hmm. Now to the barrister. Yeah. You know, uh, when when issues happen. Sometimes I I ask myself how relationships happen before marriage. Mm -hmm. I can imagine she knew him before she married him. And uh, he knew her, like you said, she she had male friends. Mm -hmm. So when you know your partner before getting married, uh, what are the red flags? What, What should I expect? in a relationship before settling with the person mm. what are those things i should be like oh this person is not the person for mm. me uh he might abuse me someday 
I think it, it goes, it's different for everyone. There's a level to what every person can take as an individual. You see? So I don't know what was it that drew her, drew him close to her that led them to got married. But I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that he saw a lot of good qualities in her. Mm. Yes, if not, he wouldn't have taken that bold step to say, let's get married. Mm. Yes. Now, this woman had these friends before she said she had these friends, these male friends before she married him. And it's possible that he may have had a problem with it before he married her. But he didn't want to lose her. So he didn't think that, okay, let me not say this thing so that this woman would not run away from me. You understand? Mm. And she saw that, okay, he was okay with these guys and he was friendly with them. Why is he different all of a sudden? Mm. That's one part of it. This thing raises a lot of issues. Another part of it, again, is in the angle where the woman is coming from. There are some things that you have to sit down and speak to yourself. Is it worth it? If I'm going to fight for my marriage, I'm going to fight for 800%. If my husband is complaining and he's saying that he has a problem with a particular male friend of mine, or no. they won't be coming. Now, because of technology now, they have access into her life and they can speak and talk with her at odd hours and they can send her messages, which possibly is making her husband uncomfortable now. That is why we have technology issues. She has to sit down, advise herself. Okay, I'm married now. My husband has a problem with my male friends. I think I need to cut back. Because with or without these male friends, my marriage is going to go on. Except if she's not willing to make her marriage work. Now, this pattern of behavior that she said her husband has, it's an unhealthy behavior. That's another angle again. The husband has a very unhealthy behavior of always wanting to go through her phone. It looks as if he knows that there's something and he wants to go and find it. He shouldn't be doing that because he's breaching her trust. If she's not comfortable with it, she's not comfortable with it. And it's possible they didn't draw the line right from the onset. That's right. Yes. That's if they had drawn the line right from the onset, this wouldn't have even come up in the first place. Myself and my husband, we don't keep secrets. I go to his phone. If I see any illicit message there and then, I will just say, what is this? And then he will give me room and explain himself. And vice versa. So he also goes through my phone. He knows my password. I know his password. This is what works for us as a couple. It may not work for other people. So you cannot impose it on other people. But if you are able to dis you know, distinguish that, okay, I don't like this and I like this. I think that you're going to have a healthy marriage. Mm. But many couples are unable to communicate effectively. I think it's just a matter of to they trust or not to trust. Yes. That's the hard question. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's just it. To trust or not to trust. That's the hard question. But in the end, they say you need to have faith to keep loving someone. It's and if you break the trust. Taking my job. <laughs> <laughs> well, time is, time is slowly ticking as I well. I just want to quickly add. If, okay. if, if every woman who is listening out there, there's no excuse for domestic violence. Violence. That's no the most important yes, there message is no excuse. to take away. Yes. Mm. As long as if he has broken your trust or vice versa you have to work on it we have counseling therapists here mm. experts in that field you see but well, we will handle it from the legal perspective it's a criminal offense it's a crime it's a crime against so we're going to charge such matters to courts if if you are if you are listening and you are facing such an um 
you're facing such an abuse mm. good in your home please report it to the but there's something you said earlier that most people would not report until yes. Yes. has occurred yes so what are the signs you see before the abuse perhaps miss miss you can help us with that signs of an abusive partner before you even get to the point where you are literally abused willfully just gets angry there's signs especially if you're in a relationship where you're preparing to get married um the bible says love covers over a multitude of sin you know why i'm asking this question because yes. people change some over people time. may feel like okay even though i don't like the fact that she has this male friends around her even though i know there's nothing going on between them for him to accept to even marry her in mm-hmm. the first place but they're hoping that once you get into the home that they can now take full control over you but before then i'm sure something some signs some red flags would, would come up red flags always show mm. let me say this um the anatomy of an affair the person who is trying to hide cannot hide beyond three months okay mm. and inside that three month cycle you will see the signs the problem is most men and women do not pay attention mm-hmm. we we we, we get into the, the rush of a relationship mm-hmm. and don't pay attention mm-hmm. i train my children i train those who come to us please pay attention don't get too excited and you get carried away and don't see mm. somebody who is forceful about i give you he gives i for instance i give you money mm. and i'm questioning what you're doing with the money hmm. that's it that's a red flag automatically mm-hmm. uh, if you give me money and you say this for specifics I, that, that's understandable but you are oh you have money so yeah, what did you do with that money somebody who shows signs of violence Mm -hmm. who bangs a table where you're having a simple discussion you say yes i say no you say tomato i say tomato or uses abusive words i use abusive Mm. words be careful arguments Mm. be careful be Hmm. careful I, I, I always say that also if if somebody is nice to you but they don't they do not treat the waiter well that's actually the true reflection it's a sign yes the yeah. true reflection just because the person is being nice to you specifically but they treat other people like um, shit you mm. know, in a condescending French. in a condescending way doesn't mean that you know because they are treating you nice, nice that that is who they really yeah. are yeah exactly and some people are narcissistic some people mm-hmm. are in fact they know how to gaslight some mm. people oh yeah yes yeah. That's so true. yes if you're able to notice some of these signs even being physically intimate with some people in a relationship you find out that the person pressures her mm-hmm. into being physically physically intimate yes it's Black a yes, it's a red flag yes it's a red flag you see so you have to watch out for some of these things oh people are now using money Hmm. because we're in a very tight situation so money is being used to to pressure people hmm. into physical things yes yes wow all right well <laughs> talking about handsets it says um the attachments we can both be physical and emotional mm-hmm. and that um many are afraid to even leave their homes without it because they feel uncomfortable when others peruse their mobile menus or messages so in a 2003 uk survey oh. it showed that 46 percent of mobile phone users described the loss of their mobile phones as a form of bereavement mm-hmm. and for many users the thought of having their mobile phone privileges revoked can cause indignation and even protest test talking about <laughs> privileges revoked i think that's something we need to look into the way you train children i believe to um interact with th- their phones is how they would probably move forward with it so as parents True. also parents need to look 
into how much time they Where allow they give them. their children mm. to use these things i remember my um, senior brother had this issue so I, I went on the internet and read some more about it so he talked about the carrot and stick where if you, you don't leave the phone with them the whole day hmm. whatever chores you need them to do they should get it done before you hand the phone to them you should give them limited time with the phone, the it should phone. Be like a carrot and stick you do this you get your phone for two hours so they do not get addicted to it mm. and of course go into marriages and relationships where it begins to become a bigger mm. problem for them later on. Um, oh. uh, on a personal, oh. sorry, on a personal oh. note, uh, our children are not given the phone until they finish their secondary school. And we found out that our son was getting addicted to phone. He's a techie. Mm. So we cut him off. And as we cut him off from it and made sure that we're con- the character stick was the way we're dealing with him, today, he's hardly online. He's not even on Facebook. Mm. Mm. And again, how do you deal with someone who is always on their phone? One thing I always say is, um, if someone is occupied on their phone, offer to leave the person till they're done. Usually exactly. that resets them real quick. Like, okay, don't worry. When you're done with your phone, we can have this conversation. conversation the person yeah. immediately feels like, oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. And, yeah. you know, definitely. And the truth is that many couples tend to get distracted because you have no time to go through your phone during the day. Then the evening, when you're supposed to be connecting with your mm-hmm. spouse, you're on the couch for three hours going through your, your phone. phone. And then you find out that you have no meaningful conversation you with your spouse. Yeah. Not so, just spouse, but children. Excuse you. You allow yes. your children to, mm. to spend mm. time on the gadget because you want to spend your you keep them busy so you so can spend you can your own time, time on your phone. On your own phone. Mm. You don't know the damage you are doing. Well, it has long term damage. All we can take oh, on the program oh. this morning. <laughs> it has been an interesting conversation. Okay. And uh, it's a very, very serious issue. We see it every day. It happens in our homes, in our, our neighborhood. You don't know who is suffering what. But right now, if you're listening to us and you know you're struggling with this, please do well to reach us on 080-2138-6513. Like I said, we deal with gender-based violence, not women alone. So if you are a man and you're going through a lot, you can do well to reach out. Send us a message to via 080-2138-6513. One, three. Let's hear your thoughts. Let's know your problem and let's talk about this. Don't forget, we have lawyers, we have um, uh, psychologists, we have different experts. We have a relationship expert too yes. now on the team <laughs> who can help us um, talk to you and help uh, your relationship get better. Thanks to Barista Kachalom, Ruth Tachio. Okay. And thank you so much for your insights and your uh, views this morning. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much for coming. So, well, um, she's yes. from the National Human Rights Commission she wants and she wants to give us her number. So you, the hotline. Yes, this yes. is the hotline oh. number. Yes, to report all cases mm-hmm. of abuse. It's 0810-778-0516. You take that again. Okay. 810 778-0516 And also a big thank you to Mr. Emmanuel Nyabam He's also a counsellor and co-founder at Clapai Orphanage Thank you so much for your insights and your views this morning on the program So if people need uh, your services how can they find you, your social media handle? My social media handle has even my phone number Oh, yes. Alright so We're in the open They can yeah. find you as Mr. Emmanuel <laughs> Nyabam yes. Alright, thank well. you so much It's been an interesting one this morning Seriously? I'm Zoe Machunga Nanjinanda is my name. Do have-
have a lovely morning we'll talk again next week bye for now thank you it's 103.9